As of this recording, there is 154,633,000 total cases. Of those cases, 74,315 are recovered, and a total of 5,803 deaths. That's worldwide right now. I'm getting this information from this counter, this live counter on YouTube. It's uh, Roy Lab Stats. R-O-Y Lab Stats. Hey, what's going on, my qualifiers? Welcome to another episode of Unqualified News with your host, Em. And this is going to be coronavirus pandemic coverage. An inside scoop of what's going on. I'm sure everybody's in on this coronavirus. Everybody's kind of been affected some way or another. Whether it be schools closing, somebody being sick, or whether it be you go to the grocery store and there's nothing there to buy. But it is real. Uh, I I wasn't 100% sure, but this is real. This is really happening. So I have a lot of people close to me asking about it, trying to figure out if, you know, we should panic buy. And we kind of did a little bit. We bought a little bit of stuff that we normally wouldn't buy. And yeah, we did. We went out and bought a bunch of water. So I think we have like 50 gallons of water ready to go. (laughs) So that's why I made this episode. It's for a lot of people, a lot of my loved ones. I want you guys to kind of really get the gist of what's going on out there. Yes, be aware. Just wash your hands. Don't go around touching surfaces. Don't go around, you know, touching surfaces, touching your eyes and your mouth. You don't need to be walking around with a mask. It helps somewhat, but I mean, not really. And you'll see in one of the articles why. I'll try to get another episode out earlier than later. It's just a lot of the coverage now is about coronavirus, so I had to get an episode out there, just coronavirus. Los Angeles School District to close all schools. This one is from LATimes.com by Howard Bloom and Sonali Kohli. Los Angeles school officials on Friday voted to shut down the nation's second-largest school system effective Monday, citing concerns over the rapid spread of the coronavirus. The district has about 900 campuses serving more than 670,000 children and adult students. Los Angeles district officials said that they will continue meal programs and offer televised and online lessons in an attempt to help families. San Diego Unified School District will also shut down on Monday. Neither district said when schools would reopen. California has now entered a critical new phase in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic, a joint statement by the LA School Superintendent Austin Buter and San Diego Superintendent Paul Gothel said. There is evidence the virus is already present in the communities we serve, and our efforts now must be aimed in preventing its spread. We believe closing the state's two largest school districts will make an important contribution to this effort. Buter provided additional information in an email to parents Friday morning. He said each student will have a plan which they will take home with them today and additional support will be provided to assist students as they transition to a different way of learning and teachers to a different way of teaching. He added that some students will be continuing the lesson plan and instruction they have already been working on with their classroom teacher. Others. 
he said, would rely on lessons provided on three local public television channels. And for some, it will be a combination of the two, Buter wrote. Some services would continue to be provided for students with moderate to severe disabilities. The district also plans to open family resource centers on Wednesday. They will be staffed on weekdays from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. At these centers, children will be able to have a warm meal, engage with their peers, and pursue their different studies. And they'll be safe, Buter's statement said. The district, Buter wrote, is developing a family resource guide that we will provide to you before Monday to help answer your questions. The move to close schools came amid mounting pressure for the LA Unified School District to take more aggressive action, which officials had resisted because county health officials have identified no confirmed case of COVID-19 linked to the Los Angeles campus. But the cost to shut down had grown in number and intensity, including the teachers' union late Thursday. Friday's emergency board meeting had originally been called for 1 p.m., but was moved up. While health officials had supported the LAUSD's decision to keep schools operating, an increasing number of districts throughout California and the nation already announced closures, including San Francisco Unified and several districts in Ventura County, including Simi Valley, Moore Park, and Oak Park. Also, governors in four states, Ohio, Maryland, New Mexico and Michigan ordered the closing of all public schools. Elk Grove Unified, a large district in Northern California, was the first in the state to shut down. On Wednesday, the Catholic Archdiocese of San Francisco shuttered all 90 of its schools in Marin, San Francisco and San Mateo counties. They are scheduled to reopen on March 25th. In LA County, Numerous private schools have closed and public school districts are moving in that direction. LA Unified had announced on Wednesday that all gatherings of groups would be canceled until further notice, curtailing events such as proms and the state academic decathlon, and sports events would continue, if at all, without spectators. LAUSD enrolls about half a million students in kindergarten through 12th grade. 80% of whom rely on free or reduced price lunches, and 18,000 of whom are homeless. They're relying on us for meals, for childcare, school board member Nick Melvin said Thursday afternoon. With schools closed, parents who have to go to work may be forced to take their children with them. Also, children in middle school and high school might congregate in public areas anyway, as teenagers tend to do, he said. The school environment is one we can control right now, Melvin said. On Friday morning, in an interview before the meeting, Melvin raised the possibility of keeping schools open on a limited basis to provide childcare for parents who needed it. Board member Scott Merlson said the district should consider the idea of using the pickup points on bus routes for the distribution of meals that students would normally receive at school. He added that those parents and staff expressing opinions on social media overwhelmingly supported closing schools. Buter has had the task of preparing for what would happen after a shutdown. Moving to online education will be difficult, 
One quarter of students don't have adequate broadband at home, and the district could provide computers to only about half of its students. Many teachers have little experience with online platforms. In a move that was both resourceful and desperate, Buter entered into a partnership with PBS to provide educational programming on three local public television stations. KCET will offer high school level programming. KLCS, which is operated by LA Unified, will offer content for grades 3 through 8. And KOCE will manage preschool through grade 2. Buter said the service is available to other school systems as needed and he welcomed their collaboration to make it better. Disaster planning is going on in schools and school districts across the country. Las Virgenes Unified, for example, will close for two days next week for staff in service time to prepare for the likelihood of a district-wide closure. The district superintendent Dan Skinowski said in a letter to families Thursday. The Santa Monica Malibu district is closed Friday and Monday for a deep cleaning and staff meetings after a community member with children in our schools was exposed to coronavirus, according to a Thursday afternoon release from Superintendent Ben Dratty. No decision has been made on whether schools will reopen Tuesday. We have noticed a higher than normal absentee rate on our campuses today and will take this time to determine if students are ill, with what type of illness, or if parents are keeping students home during the coronavirus pandemic, Dratty said in his statement. This allows us time to consult with our local agencies and consider the statuses of this health emergency in LA County and the communities we serve, he said. Staff and teachers will prepare for possible school closures next week. Howard Bloom covers education for the Los Angeles Times. He's won the top investigative reporting prize from LA Press Club and Print Journalist of the Year from the LA Society of Professional Journalists chapter. He co-hosts Deadline LA on KPFK, which the Press Club named the best radio public affairs show in 2010. He teaches tap dancing and has two superior daughters. Sonali Koli is a reporter covering education for the Los Angeles Times. A product of Southern California, she grew up in Diamond Bar and graduated from UCLA. She worked as a metro reporter for the Orange County Register and as a reporter covering education and diversity for courts before joining the Times in 2015. And that's the article from the LA Times. LAUSD, that's been my education since preschool here. Never, never in all my years being in LAUSD did they close the school for any type of thing like this. So this is one first time ever that, I, that I've seen this in my lifetime of 30 plus years. And another segment of Trump's tweets at Real Donald Trump. Attending meetings on COVID-19 in the White House. Working with states and local governments, many of whom have done a great job. Full report ladder. That one has about 69,000 loves, 13,000 retweets, and about 12,000 comments on that one. And then right after that, 
he posted, all caps, social distancing. <laughs> and that one has about 130,000 loves, 27,000 retweets, and 23,000 comments. Five coronavirus myths you need to stop believing immediately. This one comes from menshealth.com by Edward Cooper. Let's get one thing straight before we go any further. You have every right to be concerned about the issue of the coronavirus or COVID-19. At the time of writing, there are currently 139,000 cases and 5,000 reported deaths from the disease. Similarly, as borders close and celebrities including Tom Hanks go into isolation or quarantine, concern about the spreading disease has hit fever pitch, with many people being forced to work from home or practice self-isolation for fear of catching the disease. Let's not even talk about the toilet roll hoarding or the myths about cocaine curing the disease. All of this, however, doesn't mean that your health well-being and mental fortitude is out of your control. Far from it. In fact, as hundreds of news and media outlets churn out headlines designed to get clicks, drive engagement and boost traffic at the cost of social anxiety, there's never been a more pertinent time to recalibrate yourself with cold, hard facts. Which, hopefully, is how you found yourself on this page. Here's Men's Health UK helps you separate the scientific fact from social media fiction on all things coronavirus to help you stay sane and stay healthy. So without further ado, coronavirus myth number one, you need a face mask. Now synonymous with the outbreak of COVID-19, the white face mask has become a symbol for a disease which has spread over several continents and can be seen being worn almost anywhere from quiet residential streets to, unsurprisingly, crowded commuter transport. Face masks, however, aren't a bona fide way of keeping yourself separate from the strain. The virus can transmit through your eyes, and it's transported through tiny particles, called aerosols, that can penetrate masks. However, for health workers and social carers dealing with the sick, face masks are an essential part of keeping both parties safe. People roaming around a city, however, will see little benefit from wearing one. Coronavirus Myth 2 Getting COVID-19 means certain death. It certainly doesn't. While media headlines focus on the rising death rate, let's not forget it's actually decreasing at its place of origin in Wuhan. There are approximately 70,000 cases of people recovering from the strain. In fact, according to the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention, 81% of those infected have mild cases of those coronavirus, and only 2.3% of those infected have died so far. Crucially, this means there's no need to panic, or to stock up on tins and dried food, but instead to use this as an opportunity to encourage healthier habits, such as washing your hands more regularly. Coronavirus myth number three. You need to be near someone for 10 minutes to contract the COVID-19. 
This is one of the most common concerns. Generally, hospital guidelines consider exposure distance as being up to six feet from someone coughing or sneezing for up to 10 minutes. However, shorter interactions can also lead to infection, as can contaminated surfaces, although this is a less common cause of virus transmission. Coronavirus myth number four, pets can transmit the disease. Keeping an eye on your four-legged friend, there's no need. While social media erupted over the who let the dogs out joke, good news came in the form of findings being published confirming that, generally, dogs and cats can't transmit the coronavirus to humans. That's straight from the World Health Organization, WHO. WHO confirmed that companion animals show no risk of disease transmission. Coronavirus myth number 5. COVID-19 is nothing compared to the flu. At a surface level, symptoms of the coronavirus and the seasonal flu share a few similarities. High temperatures, sore throat, and a continuous cough. But that, of course, doesn't mean that they should be treated the same. That's because the profile of the coronavirus, when compared to that of the flu, has a much graver mortality rate. Currently, this is much greater than the seasonal flu. El Salvador's president says the country has no coronavirus cases, declares a national quarantine. This one is from the Washington Post by Ruby Mellon. San Salvador. First, President Nayib Bukele banned visitors from high-risk countries, not just China, South Korea, and Iran, but also France and Spain, among others. He brought in new equipment to check the temperatures of incoming passengers. He sanitized the international airport. Then, on Wednesday, he declared an alerta naranja, an orange alert. He announced a national quarantine, shuttering schools for three weeks, banning gatherings of more than 500 people, barring foreigners from entering the country, and imposing a 30-day quarantine on Salvadorans entering abroad. Other countries have taken similar steps. But one fact sets El Salvador apart. It hasn't confirmed any cases of novel coronavirus. Nonetheless, Bukele has been far ahead of his neighbors in his reaction to COVID-19, which the World Health Organization declared a pandemic on Wednesday. I know this will be criticized, but let's put ourselves in Italy's shoes. Italy wishes they could have done this before, he said in a national address on Wednesday. Our health system is not at Italy's level. It's not at a South Korea's level. Nearly a third of the population in this Central American nation of 6 million live in poverty. Public health analysts have warned that poor and marginalized people are at a heightened risk as the virus spreads. El Salvador earlier banned travelers from China, South Korea, Italy, Iran, France, Spain, and Germany countries with the most confirmed cases of the virus. But the quarantine struck some analysts as strange, given the lack of cases in El Salvador. Why would a country declare quarantine without any confirmed cases? Asked Gerardo Chawel Puente, chair of the Department of Population Health Sciences at Georgia State University. 
he wondered whether Salvadoran authorities had seen factors that indicate trouble ahead. It gives the impression they are seeing a surge in hospitalizations and that may be overwhelming the system, he said. I don't think someone would declare quarantine suddenly without evidence of a substantial outbreak. Bukele emphasized Wednesday that the country had not yet had a confirmed case of the virus, and not because it hasn't been detected, he said. The necessary tests have been conducted and they've been negative. The government said 56 people were under quarantine. It was unclear whether any of them have been tested for the COVID-19. The center-right Bukele, 38, a charismatic former mayor of San Salvador, was elected last year as a political outsider, the first president in decades not backed by one of El Salvador's two main political parties. He feels free to take tough-looking measures which are often troubling to civil libertarians, said Jeff Tell, president of the Washington Office of Latin America, and he takes steps like closing schools for three weeks, which aren't necessarily the most appropriate measures in a country without any confirmed cases. Tell said the measures could be the president's way of appearing proactive and forceful, but could add to the impression he's willing to take pretty authoritarian steps. Bukele incurred public outrage last month when he sent uniformed military personnel into a national assembly in an apparent attempt to intimidate legislators into passing a security funding bill. It was an ominous move in a country with a history of military dictators. He's gambling on what this will do to his international image, Dale said. And this may have more to do with that than with whether health authorities would recommend these steps. The atmosphere at the Price Smart in the upscale Santa Elena neighborhood of Antiguo, Cuscatlan, was frenzied Wednesday as shoppers stocked up on toilet paper, frozen food, rice, and beans. Some shoppers said the chaos was worse than the disease. Roxana Peterson, 36, gestured to the brimming shopping carts that snaked through the market's produce aisles. Her own cart held eggs, dog food, and a week's worth of baby formula. Shoppers said they were allowed to take only three of each item. I'm not worried about the virus at all. I'm worried about all of this, Peterson said. She said Bukela's measures were only fueling the mania. I think he's being too much. He's causing all the frenzy. The International Women's Media Foundation provided support for this reporting as a part of the Adelente Latin America Reporting Initiative. And that was a story from the Washington Post. That just came up, actually. That's pretty fresh. So they're pretty much banning anybody from coming in. And whether it be because they see that there is somewhat of an outbreak that they're kind of not reporting yet, kind of like Italy did, right? That's why Italy went from you know, from one day to the next, jumping in 50% of cases. It's because they just weren't reporting it. And then they did. So I think that might happen in El Salvador. Hope not. I really do hope this guy's just flexing his muscle and uh, trying to really help his people out for once.